The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. It just keeps getting better. <laughs> yes, a loss to the Lambs and a game that we should have won. There's a weasel in the hen house, and his name is McDaniels with his brother, Graham. What a joke. That and more here on show 610. Alright, Redder Nation, on today's show, we will have the post-shame. I mean game. No, I really mean shame for our loss against the Rams. So embarrassing to be a Raider fan, literally. This is like the cherry on top of another cherry. I will definitely hit on that. Also, some Gruden news. Yes, the lawsuit from Gruden and Goodell in the NFL continues to snail pace. It's through the system. But uh, there's some revelations going on, which is pretty interesting. We have to take a look because I'm liking it because Goodell looks like he's squirming a little, and the owners are as well. They might lose their golden child there. Also, of course, we're going to hit on the pregame for the Patriot Rats. Um, You know, (laughs) our season is laughable. It's comical. If you weren't invested in it, you shouldn't be. Don't put your heart, soul, and spirit into this franchise because it is epically dysfunctional. We'll hit on that game and the bone line for sure because we got to get everybody in here and get some relief for these fans that have just been in the washer and the dryer of this season. All right. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Let's roll into this game of a clown show. Los Angeles Lambs, I mean Rams, against the Las Vegas Raiders. Our team can beat the Rams every day of the week, including Sunday. Except our coach can't coach his way out of a paper sack. You know, you can look at the fan base. Look at the stadium. There were like 10 Ram fans there. The entire stadium was filled with with the Raider Nation. They paid hard money to see a weak game. I I mean, I know it's just not me. There's a lot of people talking about, you know, this could have happened and that could have happened. And yes, the refs didn't help us. And oh yes, some of the players made some frustrating moves towards the end of the game because they knew we should have trounced these guys from the get-go. Now, our coach is an idiot, complete idiot, moron. You use the term 
Look at him after the press conference. Obviously disappointing. Um, <clears throat> but credit to credit to Sean and his group. Um, they obviously, you know, played they played hard and made one more than we did. Um, thought we had opportunities, obviously, to to help close the game out, but uh, certainly didn't do enough. So um, none of us did enough. So <clears throat> obviously, we uh, don't have much margin for error now, and we'll go back to work and try to fix some of the things that we didn't do right. <clears throat> he was even asked if there was a coaching problem, and he is clueless. Josh, it seemed like you guys were conservative on offense, kind of some key moments. Why did you guys sort of lean towards being safe in some of those? Key what are you referring to, meaning? Some of the fourth down decision-making, uh, maybe red zone. Well, I mean, we, we had, you know, we threw the ball in the red zone, and, you know, I, they, they played good red zone defense. Thought we had a few opportunities, um, you know, but, again, they it's a, good, it's a good defense, you know, and they made a couple plays in the red area that we didn't. Um, you know, in a you know in a game like that, I thought the defense was playing well. You know, and there was a couple I'd say a couple fourth downs where field position was involved certainly. Um, you know, and made a couple decisions. You know, the decision to obviously you know put it up sixteen to three, and then the decision to not go for it on fourth and one or something like that late in the game. Thought AJ had a a, a heck of a punt down there. You know, put it at the two yard line, and then you know penalties and the the couple of big plays. Obviously, they drove the ball so. <clears throat> You know, my biggest concern, or at least one of my biggest concerns, too, was that you asked him after the game, Deshaun, about being conservative. And his response is, do you have any examples? Like, bro, like, like, like the, the, the lack of self-aware, like, you know, like a coach knows that they're going into a game with a conservative game plan. And they know in in the moment that they're kind of going conservative because the reason they're doing that is because they're taking into account the opponent. They're saying the Rams are running a JV team out there. Like we think this 16 points is probably enough. So yeah, we're going to go a little bit conservative because what was it? Uh, was it last week? I think, or last week or two weeks ago, you know, I remember in the post game, he's like, yeah, you know, we wanted to be a little more aggressive today. Like they know th that's, that's a part of their, their script going into a game is like, are we going to be more aggressive? We're going to be more conservative. He knew that he was making some conservative calls. And then for you to ask him about that, like, when you're asked about that, okay, like, don't don't sit there like, oh, do, do you have some examples? Like, no, it, explain, like, if you, if you were to get up there and say, like, hey, you know what, we thought against this opponent, like, in the situation they were in, that, you know, we, we were in good shape, we just wanted to, to protect the ball and all that, like, give a, a defense of what your game plan was. Don't just sit there and try to, like, act like you weren't. Not only were the Rams without everything. I mean, there was nobody on the team that had any skill. There were, I mean, really, I mean, the, the, the team is decimated. They get, of all people, not my favorite player in any color uniform, Baker, look at me, Mayfield. I'm going to talk my way into an NFL team. I'm going to, you know, stick my chest out at my five foot five inch frame and act like I'm 10 feet tall. I cannot stand Baker Mayfield. Never could. Don't like the guy. A lot of people that play with him don't like the guy. He comes to the Rams 48 hours before the game and looks like Tom Brady. Isn't that the story of our season? Isn't that a story of our entire season, Patrick? I need a gram to do my job. You know, I thought that our worst defense we've ever had 
was under Paula Gunther, and it is leaps and bounds above this week individual that lets me just let me say this. Do you ever see him on the postgame? Do we ever hear him come out on the postgame and say anything? No. You know why? Because he can't take the heat. And neither can our coach. He's a buffoon. He looks ashamed because he should be. He's ruining this organization by the game. And Mark Davis deserves to own this sack of crap that is called the Las Vegas Raiders. And don't even get me started about blaming Derek Carr. (laughs) Carr hasn't had a better than a 22nd ranked defense since he started here. Hello? Every quarterback that has won the Super Bowl has had a top-ranked defense. So let's not talk about Carr and he's not the reason why we're going to championships. That is horse manure. We have no defense. We had a decent defense. Hey, guess what? We went to the playoffs. We had a decent defense. And we went to the playoffs again. If we don't have a decent defense, I don't care what Carr does at all. He can't make it happen on both sides of the football, folks. This is an example of our coach's buffoonery. This game is a blatant example of his absolute inadequacy as not only a coach, but a leader of men. He is not. He is a babbling fool. His little hat brim so low you could barely see his little face. He has no respect of the players. He ran Jess Jacobs to death, literally, in this game. Jacobs breaks his pinky, and the coach keeps running him. We had six passing plays in the second half. Six. I think i got to put this game on McDaniels. I mean, I've defended him a little bit throughout the season, but this game's, I think, squarely, squarely on him. I mean, the, the game plan was clearly extremely conservative. This is not a running team. I mean, they I know they run well with Josh Jacobs, but they're amongst the highest teams as far as um, passing in, in neutral situations and passing on first and second downs. This is not a running team, man. In the first half, I, I don't have the exact ratio in front of me, but they ran the ball way more than they did um, usually, and it just felt like they were playing scared the whole game. Like they were playing not to lose. Uh, they just didn't have any faith the Rams' o- offense could do anything. And when you play like that, you just tempt the football gods, and these things happen. I mean, like you just can't play that way. And it, it just seemed like they just had the wrong mindset coming into this game, and it, it really bit them in the ass in, in the end. Now, the Rams' worst part of their defense is the air ball, the air game, the passing game. Their best is the running game. I mean, this is a perfect time to open it up, like get the ball to Devontae Adams. I, I Just to, to pound it 27 times with Josh Jacobs on short rest when he's banged up, that's just another reason to like, what? What? why are you just banging your head into a wall? The one thing the Rams defense did well coming into this game, they had the fourth best rushing defense in the league. And so like, why would you think that's the thing to, to beat this defense? I mean, I mean, they ran the ball 38 times for the entire game compared to just 20 passes. 
And they kept, like you said, even after Jacobs was clearly banged up and inefficient, he only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Just kept pounding and kept pounding and kept pounding. And it was just very vanilla, predictable, safe. I was like, for sure, they're going to open it up in the second half. They're going to start throwing more, being more aggressive, taking more shots, trying to put them away. Like they've seen this before. Like they, they know you got to keep your, ga- your, your your foot on the pedal because it, eventually this defense is going to crack against whoever they're playing against. Like we've seen it do, do it against everybody this year. And he just kept doing the same thing. And it's just, that's mind blocking. You have to, like, it's on the players, obviously. Like they had execution and bad penalties and bad mistakes. But like at the end of the day, it's on the coaches. Like you have to put that on the coaching staff when it happens this often. I mean, four times in one season. I'm not sure if that's happened before. If it is, I'm sure that team was terrible. Um, they've lost, you know, so many one-score games, like, over and over. Like, that's on Josh McDaniels, man. He's, he's got to own it. I mean, of any of you fans out there, would you play this team like this? Would you run Josh Jacobs all second half in the weirdest, most inconceivable um, downs with distance? This is blatant losses Either he's doing it on purpose or he's just that stupid. I think coaching is a big part of all these you know, collapses this year. Early on, I thought he was being a little conservative. He, wanted, I thought he, he thought 13 points was enough. If they got 15 points, probably thought they were sitting pretty. But then there were all some weird calls at like the, the third and two deep play, the deep, deep bomb on third and two, which was not even close. Just um, just a weird uh, up and down game for him. There's been a lot of those this year where he's kind of not uh, consistent with his play call, which I think is, is weird. I've had enough with this coach and his staff. Take him back, Bill Belichick, please. I would be on the phone and pleading for Belichick to take this clown back to the Patriots. And perhaps my prayer and hope is that this moron hooks up with Belichick in this game and he just disappears. I would love it. Goodbye, Joshy boy. As a matter of fact, he is, as of today, the very worst head coach in the NFL history. Get that. He's the worst head coach in the history of the league. With his win-loss records and his opposition strength to the strength of his team, he blows at a new level. So, Mark, I don't even care if you listen to my show. Listen to someone who listens to the show and let him tell you, you are ruining your father's franchise by the week. This was the worst contest and the most comical game. I can't even tell you. Dante Adams gets three receptions for 71 yards, and all three of them he could have... (laughs) I don't need to tell you. You guys watch the game. You guys watch the game. I, I mean, it was a joke. It was a joke of a game that they won against the Raiders, a pathetic Ram team. They, you know, and then... That was a new loss. We had to listen to Baker Mayfield so great, and he came in 48 hours. What a champion. We had to listen to that garbage, and you know that's a lie. You know, that my the proof will be in the pudding. I guarantee it. He stinks as a quarterback, but we made him look like Tom Brady, man, just out there slinging it and doing his thing. 
and man coverage, really. They went 96 yards with no timeouts and no way to stop the clock, and they went right down the field from the five-yard line to score the winning touchdown, really? Honestly, Patrick Graham, and you don't come to the podium? What a joke. What a joke of an organization. It disgusts me that we are at this point. It disgusts me most because of the fans, man. I don't care about Mark. I don't care about Josh or Patrick Graham. I could give a rat's rear end of all those people, but what I do care about are the fans. I care about the people who put their hard-earned money, go to work every week, they get their check, they put their money away for this game, maybe this one time to go see their team, and the fat cat millionaires making way too much money that idiots running the team don't have enough respect for the fan base to put the best product on the field. Because we have a great product, mind you, let me tell you. You take any other coach and put him in this position, we'd be in the playoffs this year. You pick the coach. I don't care who it is. And we'd be in the playoffs. I don't. I could care less, man. We would be playing way better football. I've gone on too much, but I'll tell you right now, it is a complete joke. Six passes at the half. That's all Carr got to throw. That's all they called for him. Do you think he he called out of all his pass plays to a run play? No. No. Josh McDaniels plays not to lose, which means he is going to always lose. Worst head coach in NFL history. The record proves it. His decisions show it. And we suffer from it. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, some refreshing news on the John Gruden. Did anybody see my friend Antonio Brown? The John Gruden lawsuit against the NFL and, of course, Goodell. Some interesting things have come out in this suit because they have tried to uh, muffle it. (laughs) They've tried to stop it out. They've done everything they could to delay it. So that's why it's taken so long. NFL has plenty of money. And Goodell has plenty of friends in high places, but the legal system continues to move forward. And some interesting revelations have come out. Now, here's something that was interesting that was come in discovery was the NFL had an agreement with the Washington Redskins at the time that in this investigation, they could throw out whatever emails they didn't think was pertinent to the investigation. So 40,000 emails were flushed by a joint agreement with the NFL and the Redskins. Now, this is supposed to be an investigation, and it's more like, you know, let's wash each other's hands because in the deposition... They were blaming, yes, the owner 
of the Redskins, <laughs> Dan Schneider, with leaking the information on Gruden. Because Schneider's going to be out of the league here any day. They're, they're going to make him sell his team. So they needed a scapegoat. And here it is. And I'm so sorry because the agreement that the NFL and the Redskins had, you know, absolutely does away with that possibility. And there's no way that Schneider would have released those emails. He has nothing to do with Gruden, has nothing to do with him. There's no connection, therefore. But Goodell is very connected to this case. So it's just an interesting thing that's going on through this process, and they're trying to save Roger Goodell from this lawsuit, which I just don't think they're going to be able to do. And the next thing I expect to come up is is some type of uh, financial agreement and it going away. That's what I think. Depends on what Gruden wants to do, but I'd love to have them all in the hot seat, honestly. But... um, Yeah, Goodell's on the run. The buffoonery continues on in the case. Um, Gruden's got the upper hand all over the place. They've been trying to buy judges and have them make poor choices in the legal system, but too many eyes are on this case. Goodell poked the bear, and the bear's name is John Gruden, and he ain't going away anytime soon. And I love it. I feel bad for him. feel bad for what happened to our team. And just the fact that they came to Mark Davis and said, well, here are some emails, and if you don't fire Gruden, then we're going to release some more. And that's how it went down. We are going to release some more. Huh. Who would we be? That wasn't Dan Schneider. It was the NFL, it was Roger Goodell, and it was his way of removing John Gruden. So interesting things that are coming to light in the court process. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, still going on. It's going to go on for a couple more years, I would think. But it looks to me so far that Gruden has got this thing wrapped up. Just a matter of how many zeros are going to write this check for. Um because I don't think he's coming back to the league at all anytime soon. Even in, um, I don't think he's going to get a job doing any, any kind of, uh, you know, sideline reporting or any kind of anything like that. I think he's going to be pushed away from the league, which is, you know, good for him. Take all that money and go have some fun. Take care of your family, John. Because what a crooked and most deceiving league this is. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to go on a rant right now. And these greedy people, boy, there's a lot of expletives I would like to use. But these greedy people, the NFL, that they are making you pay for games. Making you pay to watch games is a sham. They don't make billions of dollars on advertisements for standard television, but now they're going to not only charge you to watch the game, but also put commercials in the games. They're not commercial-free. No, no, no. 
you have to look at the same trash, the same garbage that you do when you're watching on your standard channels and pay 300 bucks a year to watch games that you don't care about just to get the games you want. Well, I'm just telling you, for me, that's the line. That's the line, man. I'm 65. I am not paying more money to see a game that makes too much money um, to put more money in the fat cats that have ruined the game. They've ruined the football. And I'm just about over the whole thing. I just think all kinds of things, like Vegas has got their sticky little fingers, you know, FanDuel, all these gambling sites. I mean, once you start that in any kind of sport, man, it doesn't take long before the money overthrows the values of that sport, and and that's it. End of league. Because I'm just telling you, waiting for it to happen. Maybe it's already happened a few times, but someone's going to get their hands caught in the cookie jar, and it's going to blow up on everybody else, and the truth about the league is going to come out. And um, I'm just telling you, I'm not paying to watch football. I'm not paying the NFL for an NFL channel. I mean, I pay for my cable. I pay for my um, dish television. But I'm not paying them more money on top of that money to watch football. Uh Uh-uh. Not me. Now, maybe other people don't care. But I certainly think they make enough money. They make way more than enough on the standard channels. But now the Thursday night football, they make you pay for uh, Prime. Now, I have it anyway. But if you didn't have it, you'd have to pay for it to watch Thursday night football. What a joke. And the commercials. That's even a bigger joke. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, there's the weasel in the hen house. And it's the NFL greed. I'm telling you right now. So that's my rant. And I'm done. So there. Oh, on a side note, the NFL is considering now uh, being able to toss a player for an illegal hit on a quarterback or defenseless receiver. Talk about changing the complexity of the game. Talk about being able to make sure one team doesn't win. Uh, This new rule is baloney. It's making the sport a mockery and a joke. Um, And here here goes the NFL, like I just said. Uh, This is the new rule. They're going to be able to review all hits of quarterbacks and defensive receivers in order to either eject a player completely or review it to see if it was a blatant foul or not. What a joke. What a waste of time. What happened to football? All right, week week 15, we can hardly wait for this game. The New England Patriots travel to Allegiant Stadium playing a home game there at our house. 105 p.m. 
Uh, that was moved from a primetime game because we stink. That's why. If you have any questions, you can ask me later. Um, yeah, this is going to be a real stinker of a game. You know, you got the homecoming of Bill Belichick and his protege son. Oh, illegitimate son, I would have to say. A far worse coach in the league going against his mentor, Belichick. I expect us to lose this game for every reason. Um, I'm, I'm sure Josh will probably coach his best game, but I still think Belichick will beat us. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. So um, I don't have any real other than that predictions. I don't because you can't predict an insane lunatic coaching staff like Patrick, I need a Graham, and of course, McDonald's or Daniels. <laughs> I'm loving it. No, I'm not loving it. I'm hating it. I'm hating him for sure. But that's it, man. You know, I got nothing to say. The Patriots are seven and six. We are five and eight, soon to be five and nine. Uh, on our way to another tragic ending of a season, which I will say this year is the worst losing season in Raiders history since 1960. That's right. Think about it. Four games that we've lost 13 to a winning with by 13 points going in the second half. Uh, never in Raider history has that ever happened. We lost to a coach that was on the couch the weekend before and had only coached a high school football team. We lost to him. We also lost to a quarterback who's less than adequate, bounced around from a couple teams, ended up on the Rams two days before the game, and he beats us in the final minute and a half of the game. This can only happen when you have a coach that is clueless, thoughtless and worthless um, those those words all those those phrases are all true if you know anything about football the Raiders this year have been the worst they have been in their entire history so I'm not saying any more about this game it's like the Belichick and McDaniels revival whatever my hope on this game is is that Belichick and McDaniels meet in a room somewhere in the stadium and come to an agreement to where McDaniels leaves us, goes back to the Patriots, and um, continues his whatever he's doing over there and leaves us completely alone so that we can actually have a winning team. Because, you know, you know how I feel about this clown. He is definitely a three stooge of the three stooges. <laughs> Our general manager is a worthless POS. If he was really a general manager, he would have the coach uh, on the on the carpet and calling for his resignation. But no, you know, all these guys are in bed. They're all contracted together, and it's like um it's like getting rid of cancer, really. You can't cut one out without cutting the other one out. And if you cut them both out, you could die. That's exactly what it's like. Um, for Mark Davis, 
um, the worst business manager owner in NFL history. Um, complete travesty for a fan base that just doesn't deserve this treatment. And that's all I'm going to say about this stupid game. I really don't care who wins. I'm kind of over this whole season. I hope it ends quickly. And that's all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. one uh, venture frustrations. I know there's a lot of guys out there that uh, need to say something. Maybe not, but uh, this sure helps me. <laughs> At least for now it does. So get on the bone lines to hear what's going on. Our first caller, by the way, one of my faves, is the Cheesehead Raider. He's in the house. What do you have for us, my good brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is a Cheesehead Raider call from Wisconsin. What the hell was that? That has to be one of the most gutless, nutless play calling I have ever seen in my life. You're up 16 to 3, and you just fold it in. You lose your backbone. After the second fantastic catch, uh, by Devonta Adams over Ramsey. Ramsey goes back to the huddle, shaking his head because he just knows he can't do anything. And you only target Devonte five times. I mean, what is that? I mean, how in the world do you lead your team being that gutless to p- call plays? Well, let's just run. Let's just run. Let's just run. I mean, hey, JJ is doing a fantastic job. Out there hurts his hand, goes back to the locker room, comes back out, keeps on going at it. Hey, that's fine. Hey, that, you know, I, I, I love the kid. But to completely go away from taking a broken or humiliated Ramsey and not just keep throwing the ball and drive your foot down his throat and crush the Rams. I have no idea how you do that. That is pathetic. That's that is more embarrassing of a loss than the Indianapolis Colts game was. Just utterly pathetic. I, I'm at loss for words. What we have seen since week eleven, the Raiders are the number one offense since week eleven. And that's the product you put out on prime time to show the nation to show the world I, I it's a disgrace it's just an utter disgrace and i don't really know what else to say so with that she's that raider i'm out my brother you said it uh as well as anyone it's a complete travesty he's a terrible coach if we don't move on from him i i don't even know what to say um but I do know what to say. Don't buy any merchandise. Don't buy stuff for Christmas from the Raiders. Do not buy a Raider paperclip. Show Davis that he is not doing the good thing for the fan base. Do not reward Mark Davis for this kind of buffoonery. When they start to win, then we should buy. But for now, for right now, 
I don't care what kind of Raider fan you are or having the family. Do not buy anything from the Raiders. That's the only thing you can do to protest this, bro. Uh, what a joke. Complete joke. Complete failure of coaching. I, I don't even know. Look at him in his post-game conference. What a clown. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is Raider Nate from Fresno, California, deep up in the valley. What's up, brother? This is Raider Nate from deep up in the valley, Fresno. So I thought the most embarrassing loss, I haven't called for a while. We've been winning. We've been on a three-game win streak. And, man, they've been looking good, but they always do this shit to us. But, man, I thought the most embarrassing loss was Jeff Saturday coming in, brand-new head coach, brand-new team, doesn't even know the players, who the hell, maybe does, I don't know. And losing to that fool, but it, we topped it because uh, Thursday night football, everyone, I don't know what – I'm so pissed off. Fucking Baker Makefield. Baker fucking came off a plane fucking one to two days ago, goes fucking 98 fucking yards. I'm sorry for all the F-bombs, but I'm so fucking pissed, and this is right after the fucking game. Goes 98 yards fucking, uh, man, everything. (laughs) This only happens to our team. This only happens to our team. It only happens to Raiders, man. I'm fucking tired of it, man. I'm sick of it. And, man, I, I know Raider Nation, you out there, man, but man, this is good. I mean, I, I was in a house with Ram fans, and I fucking had to take that shit. And I was sitting there, man, watching the game. I'm like, I know we got this game, but we always had a little worry in the back of our head, like, all right, all right. So it's a little close. You never know something could happen. You had a stupid interception right before fucking halftime in the end zone, and I knew we were going to need points on that score, but I knew it, man. I knew it. We always, we can't breathe. We can't ever watch a game where we're just, we can just sit and relax, man. It fucking happened again. It fucking happened again. I'm so fucking pissed off. I'm tired of this shit. That's why we need the bone line to stay alive, but thank you, Ritter Greg. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, bone line. I'm just out, man. I'm fucking pissed off. I'm sorry. I can't even say it. Can't say it. I don't even know if I want to wear my Raider gear no more the rest of the year because, man, I had so much ache on my face, man. I'm still a Raider fan, but, man, I, I was sitting there with Ram fans, man, and they were looking all blue all game long. And then for that shit that happened at the end of the game where they had a little glimmer of hope and fuck, they went down the whole field with a fucking quarterback that just – Got off a plane. That's so embarrassing. This defense is horrible, man. I mean, come on, man. This is like pathetic, man. I I swear, man. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say it, man. I just. I don't know, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm out. Later. Now that was frustration and anger and uh, disappointment. And everything, every one of us felt at the end of that contest, um, magnified, of course. But, 
Hey, listen, man, what you said is what we all went through. And anybody who had any kind of Ram fans around saw their face down on the ground. They knew they were going to lose until the last minute and a half. Then the Raiders handed to them, handed them the game, gave Patrick, I need a Graham asleep at the wheel. I don't know where he was. Was he in the blue tent? Smoking crack? Maybe that's what he needs. But whatever is happening, uh, the defense definitely wasn't happening. And let's not just blame it all on him because the offense was absolutely inept. Ridiculous coaching. We have players. And they try to blame the players, which is the most absolutely pathetic thing of all. And, you know, a lot of these announcers buy into that trash. It's not the players. It's the coaches. We know it. We're the fan base. We've seen it. Uh, This is a joke. I'm glad you called. Glad you got it out, brother. And our next caller is the Mountain Raider from West Virginia. Man, it's a little chilly there now, I know, because the wintertime is tough in there in Virginia. But what do you got for the Raider fans, brother? Better Greg, Better Randy. This is the Mountain Raider from West Virginia, longtime listener, first time caller. Calling after the latest collapse of the Raiders, uh, this time versus the Rams. But I don't want to talk about that or this season particularly. I uh, went to bed at halftime after uh, we ended with the first half of the pick. I knew what was coming, and of course, it's the same thing that ended the last season. And I attended with my lovely bride and son uh, the Raiders' first playoff game in quite a while over at Cincinnati. And that one ended with a pick as well. So it isn't my first radio with this, but that's not why I called. I called to thank Raider Greg and Raider, Raider Randy for this year and um, all the years before. And uh, I'm going to try to talk you out of uh, ending because you know when it's time and we appreciate all that you've done over the years, but um, I'm going to call a couple times now because I feel like I've listened a lot and gained a lot from all the Raiders uh, that call in and the fans that call in from all around. And I appreciate that. And I've appreciated the growth of the podcast for the many years I've listened uh, and uh, maybe tell a few stories about how I got to be a Raider fan here in West Virginia uh, from many years ago. But I'll just wrap it up by saying that uh, my mom made us uh, as a family Raider fans because she got to be a fan back when George Blanda and Daryl the Mad Bomber were playing. So that dates me. Uh, I'm your age now, Greg, and have watched a lot of great teams and a lot of terrible teams over the years. But I've always rooted for the Raiders uh, and always loved the Raider fan base, uh, which is uh, a great fan base and most of the time a lot better than the product we see on the field. So anyway, wrapping it up, um, I'm going to call in a couple more times, I think, for just a little background on how I got to be a fan and what the great highs and lows have been over the years. But I appreciate all you've done. and Go Raiders. Thanks. Well, there is a phone call, and I thank you for it, from an OG. <laughs> an OG that his mom was a fan. She passed that on to him, and he's hung in there even to this day. 
That's us, the fan base of the Raiders. Far better than the team, especially lately. But, yeah, it's a special club, a special club to be in, I got to tell you. Um, unlike others, people say that their fan base, I don't see it. <laughs> First of all, they haven't gone through the misery, really, um, that we have. Second of all, I just think it's a unique bunch of people from all over. I, mean, I used to say in the Coliseum you could be a gangbanger sitting next to a brain surgeon, you know, slapping high fives and sharing a beer and laughs and a joke and then go back to your life. Um, I love the Raider Nation. I love that. And thank you for this call. I look forward to you calling in again, my good brother. And our next caller, also from Virginia, the RVA Raiders in the house. What's going on, Raider Trip? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Trip, the RVA Raider, calling from Richmond, Virginia. Boy, what a disappointment. Man, they really raided that game up. Two touchdowns in the final four minutes to Baker Mayfield. Signed 48 hours later. Man, it's just one embarrassing situation after another this season. You know, they break off three in a row with those wins, and then they lose this game. Fourth blown lead with double digits this season. I just read this morning that we are the only team to ever do that. So it doesn't really surprise me. People were talking to me yesterday about, oh, you must be really excited about tonight's game, guaranteed win. And I told them, hey, there's no other team in this league that plays to the level of their opponents like the Raiders. And we constantly see it. I mean, what is this, the seventh game we lost by one score or more this season? So, just really disappointing, especially after they came out and scored a touchdown on their first drive, scored field goals with each of the other possessions, and then just be that flat in the second half, man. I don't know what's with this team. I mean, that was a home game for us in front of a great crowd, and I feel so bad for all those amazing Raider fans and that crowd that showed up to watch that load of shit that they fed us, man. And I, we're just getting all so sick of it. Man, tomorrow is my daughter's 13th birthday, and it's making me think of – the week she was born in 2009, and we were just coming off a win against the Steelers, led by the great Bruce Gredkowski. He scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Man, that was an amazing game. And I remember thinking, maybe by the time my daughter's old enough to watch football with me and appreciate it, this team will be good. This team will be something proud. To watch again but here we are man all these seasons 13 seasons later well we only got two winning records and two playoff games to show for it and for a franchise and a fan base is proud of ours that's just a lot of crap man but before i sign off i just want to say 
Uh, once again, I enjoyed the show last week. I really enjoyed that interview you played with Cliff Branch. I'd never heard that before. That was really cool, man. He seemed like a great guy. Not only a great guy, but a great Raider. So thanks for that, Raider Greg, and keep those kind of things coming. Okay, Raider Nation, everyone have a happy holiday season. Peace out. Great call, man. It's a great call for many reasons. One of them is just a reflection of, you know, my my kids that I have all grown up being Raider fans have yet to see them uh, win a playoff game. <laughs> really, um, go to a Super Bowl and win it. I mean, that would be the ultimate. Um, but that's crazy, man. It's a crazy dimension in time and you don't realize it year after year after year you're waiting for something to happen and it just doesn't and before you know it you open your eyes it's 13 years later you know just enjoy the good games and you know what are you going to do can't worry about the bad ones but when they're foolish and they're not games hard fought and well coached and, you know, when we just lose because there was a better team on the other side, there you go, that's a game. But in games like this, the buffoonery and the lack of wisdom and coaching and the defense, I mean, we got the players. We just do not have the skilled coaching that these players deserve and the fans deserve. Um, but this is where we are, bro. It's Raider football, Mark Davis style. Appreciate the call. And our next next caller is Ruben from North Carolina. I'm sure another disgruntled Raider fan. Hey, man, you just let it out. That's why we're here. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Nation? This is Ruben from North Carolina. Calling in. Um... They're staying up up here in the East Coast, almost 11 o'clock, a little past, I don't know what time it was. Watching the Raiders blow another league yet again. Here we are looking from the bottom up. Uh, I don't know what, else, what to say about this game. There's so much blame to go around, especially on defense. Um, I don't know what Graham Cracker is, is thinking. The guy, the decisions he makes on defense, as far as play calling on the defense, I don't understand what Patrick Graham is thinking. Um, running that kind of coverage at the end of the game and the mental errors between Cleveland Farrell, giving the Rams a first down with a false start and Jerry Tillery with the Unfortunately, on conduct uh, penalty, it seemed like uh, it wasn't in the cards for us tonight. Um, but then again, you know, we only gave up 17 points. And, um, yeah, I, I think the name of the game is to the, – the object of the game is to outscore your opponent and keep your opponent from scoring more points than you. So with that being said, 17 points should give you, or, you know, 17 points should give you a victory. 
Um, we had our chances in the, in the, on our possessions. Three punts. Uh, I think it was four trips to the red zone. One touchdown, two field goals, and an interception. And our intercept, on that interception, um, if Carr would have just taken this back, it still would have been in field goal range. And instead of losing by one, we would have, you know, losing by one, we would have won by two. So, you know, missed opportunities all over. Um, playing playing against a guy who just got off the airplane and barely knows his teammate is embarrassing. I don't know what's worse, losing to a high school football coach or losing to a guy who got cut and barely knows his teammate's name. Um, this one sucks. It hurts. It doesn't hurt as bad, but it, it's so disappointing. It's so typical of this team. I feel like this franchise doesn't give a shit about the fan base and the, the emotional roller coaster they put us through. Um, I know Raider Nation was all out in LA last night. You know, that's our second home. And uh, just thinking up like the way we did, I, I just don't understand how a guy outperforms, you know, our nine-year starter, outperforms him. And then our defensive coordinator just, I don't know. I feel like this uh, coaching staff has a bit of an ego, bigger than John Gruden's ego. And John Gruden had a pretty big ego. Um, but for some reason or other, they underestimate their opponents. But I don't feel like they take their opponents all that serious. And uh, that's what's causing us all this heartache week in and week out. Uh, there was a lot of hope in the last three weeks, those three victories. And, you know, you just felt like the tide was turning. And I still do. You know, I, I still do. I still feel that way. But when there's opportunities like the ones we had last night versus a team that has tons of injuries on defense and offense, they're losing the number one receiver, the quarterback, uh, Aaron Donald, those opportunities, you have to go out and win. And this coaching staff, again, you know, keep on beating this drum. I'm not impressed by this coaching staff when it was even put together. Um, I'm not excited about it at all. I know many of you were, but I'm not. I'm still not. Um, my, my opinion will change when I start seeing results in, in a positive manner with wins and um, no growth, but as of right now, I, I don't have any uh, hope for this coaching staff. Uh, they, they let us down again. I stayed up late to watch that. A lot of us here on the East Coast are staying late for these games and only for this big disappointment. It sucks coming into work the next day. But um, on to the next one. Uh, hopefully, they don't disappoint. And uh, I hope everybody has a good weekend and stay safe. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Well, first, thanks for the call, brother. And yeah, of course, you know, you got a great vent. <laughs> you got to vent. Um, yeah, it's not the team. Don't let, don't believe the lie. These coaches want to put the blame somewhere else and they will put it on the team players and the players are just doing what they're told, man. And they're told the wrong thing. Patrick Graham 
is the worst defensive coordinator, worse than Paula Gunther, and I didn't think we could get much worse. This guy is failing big time, and don't blame the players. Appreciate the call, my brother. And our next caller from Farmington, New Mexico, Raider Trevor, is in the house. What do you got for the nation, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Trevor in Farmington, New Mexico, and I am deflated. Uh, that game sucked. Derek Carr couldn't score a touchdown, and uh, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know who to blame, but I uh, number one on my list is Tillery with that ridiculous uh, smacking the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hand on the last drive. I think that killed us. It would have been second and 19 with that Max Crosby sack, and he just wants to go and be stupid and make a move like that. So um, I would blame that. And Cleveland Farrell, of course, adding to that same drive and uh, just helping Baker to look like a superstar. And here it is Friday morning before uh, the sun comes up, and uh, I see all the sports podcasts and sports news are going to be talking how Baker Mayfield's coming up. And uh, we're just going to fall off the news for another week. And uh, we got a sulk in this two extra days since we had that Thursday night game. So, I don't know. Seems like playoffs are are unlikely. But uh, hopefully we can get a few more wins before the season's over and be optimistic for next year. So, either way, have a great weekend, guys. Uh, Talk to you later. First of all, thanks for the call, brother. A little positive, too, man. You're positive. You keep going going like we're going to go somewhere. I'm not blaming any player on this loss. None. The players didn't lose this game. Both these idiot coaches lost this game. If they'd have called a decent game, we wouldn't have to worry about Tillery's issue or Farrell's issue. We'd have been far enough away, far enough points ahead, and we've had a much better defense and stopped their team. And that had been it. So I don't blame either one of those guys. I blame the coaching staff and the ownership. Don't buy anything for Christmas that has Raiders on it. Thank you, brother. And our next caller is, yes, you know him. You got to love him. The Prez is in the house. What's going on, my good brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is the prayers again. I kind of wanted to retract my uh, last post. I woke up early, and I was kind of croaky and in my feelings and um, wasn't very um, coherent in my speaking. Um, I was kind of like rambling and all over the place, but I just wanted to like do like a do-over. First and foremost, I'd like to um, say, hey, Raider Nation, um, it's been a good run. Um, I respect Raider Greg's decision, and, and I begin to see why. And I'm pretty much at the same way. I'm going to say this right here. Um, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut, though, but like I say, there's something very weird and fishy that just doesn't add up. I'm not thought at all that we lost those games when we could have beat each and their last one on with um, with a Jacksonville. Uh, Arizona was, the, was probably, you know, uh, another one that, you know, at the beginning of the season, stuff like that. So, but it just, this, this right here just doesn't add up. That's more important things in life. I'm beginning to see the light. And I dropped some bad, little explosive. 
curse words on Facebook that I feel very bad about, and I like to apologize, you know, and I, I did on my post or whatnot. That's more than life than, you know, these professional rigged sports. And I do really believe now that there's probably some shenanigans that, you know, we'll never be able to prove, though. But when it's about the almighty buck, nothing, and I do mean nothing, escapes my mind from a possible reality. I just can't just phantom that, hey, uh, a guy that just sat on streets and at home and not a job just comes and fly on an airplane and he uh, all of a sudden, you know, joins a team, doesn't know their names, and he beat us and we can't beat a hurt team without Donald and all those guys there. It just makes you just kind of scratch your head and you get tired of going through it. I'm like Ready Greg. Hey, I've been a Raiders fan ever since I was 16 years old when I first played Tech Mobile. And I'm 51 years old, going on 52 years old. That says a whole lot. Lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of upsets and downs and, you know, you getting angry and stuff like that. I've officially checked out. I'll still support my Raiders and I still watch them and everything, though. But I'm just not getting emotionally involved anymore. I've, I've had enough of it. I'm, I'm done. You know, there's more things than, you know, you can do, like, you know, uh, spend time with your family or do something for yourself because time is short. You know, and um, this is a little bit long-winded. And, again, um, I hope that maybe, you know, we do better. And maybe, you know, from time to time, he might, kind of speak about Ray to Greg, might come back every once in a while and throw us a, hey, how you doing? You know, we appreciate that because we obviously love our podcast. And believe me, there's millions that you don't see that listen to this podcast. There's no way in hell that you'll be in the business for 19 years and you just only have a few thousands. I guarantee you this thing speaks a mighty good um Force. And um, I like to also thank all those who came and um, put their rants and stuff on here as well. All the guys I got a chance to know. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I just want to kind of re- recuperate and redeem myself because this morning when I woke up out of bed, and I was croaky and upset and mad and everything else and stuff. And so I had to come redeem myself. Thank you very much and see you again. Greater Nation. Uh, hopefully, a better outcome. Later. Well, first off, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate your call. I appreciate the content of your call. Because you got a good heart, dude. I know who you are. Uh, you're a positive man. And I know Facebook can get out of control anyway. But the most important thing is ourselves, right? We need to have to control our urges to lash out over something as stupid as NFL football is stupid. Um, getting entertainment from it is one thing, <clears throat> but making it too much, making a sin, that's a whole nother thing. And I know people heard you. I know people who know you, that they understand your heart. Um, it's hard to lose a game like that, and I agree with you 150%. There's a weasel in the hen house. When we're supposed to win, we have 96% chance of winning, and we lose. And there's millions and billions of dollars being bet, and we lose on a fluke. Man, you can't tell me there's something going on. But um, either way, hey, man, <clears throat> this is my team. Always going to ride with the Raiders, but I'm not going to die with the Raiders. I'll tell you that for sure. Appreciate the call and the sincerity you got in your heart, brother. And our next caller, my very favorite 
of from Jersey. Well, not my favorite, but I love this caller. Raider Trey is also very good, but the Jersey boy Raiders in the house. I love your takes, bro. What's up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the Jersey boy Raider. Well, like my father always says, good teams find ways to win and bad teams find ways to lose. But, you know, the Raiders are making losing into somewhat of a uh, a sickening art form. I mean, it couldn't have happened again, right, guys? Jump 16-3 with 355 left. No, 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 no. It can't happen again. Well, enter Patrick Graham. How this guy still has a job? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he won't by the time this show airs, but here we are. Cole kicks the punt of his life, down to the two. <laughs> no timeout. But, but before we get to that, you know what's funny? The Chief game, when McDougal decided to go for two instead of tying it on the road because he wanted to win it right there. I had a play. It was Josh Jacobs up the middle. It didn't work out. That's okay. Why was one fourth and one, and you can win it right there? That wasn't the time to do it. Did you not have the play with the best running back in football? Okay. Should have went for it. That's just my opinion. Put it away. Okay. Fast forward back to the punt down to the two, Cole jumping around. All right, all right. But we knew as Raider fans, let's not get too excited because, I don't know, 98 yards with no timeouts. And let's face it, with a guy that doesn't know this, they could very well score a touchdown, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Let's fast forward to the last play. Everyone's questioning it. Even Richard Sherman banging the desk last night, wanting, calling out Patrick Graham, wanting an answer. Never saw that before. Not the only guy to call him out, by the way. But one-on-one, press coverage. <laughs> Why? Okay, either he's just completely clueless because a high school defensive coordinator could have a better scheme than that. I could have a better scheme than that. Or I guess we're trying to blow the game. I don't know. What's the logical answer? Could he be that bad? Could four blown leads like that, this high NFL record, be that bad? I am so pissed because that's a game you got to win, and you're like a game out now behind the Jets. You're right there. Patrick Graham, that's only his fault. Sharing in that blame is Josh McDougal. Because, okay, not only does he not go for fourth and one, not only does Carr have only 20 attempts, 11 yards a second hit. I'm not blaming Carr. It's not Carr's fault. Carr's been doing over 250 every week. Now he's always like, he's not going to throw the ball? Seven times in the second half? On that last drive, let me tell you something. You know who you know would have passed that ball? The Chiefs. Andy Reid would have definitely passed that ball to Kelsey or somebody. The game would have been over. Not Josh McDougal, because he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he looked good for a few weeks, guys. But we weren't ready to let him out just yet, were we? No, because he came back and he is who he is. He is who he is. And he's who we thought he was, as the old saying is, right? Guys, I don't understand it. And you know what, by the way? Remember the Raider game during COVID when we played the Jets? Speak of the Jets. And there was nobody in the stadium, remember? And, and what would we do? That, that last play, we threw it the rugs on one-on-one. What happened to the defense according after the game? He got fired because everybody was ripping him. 
it reminded me of that. You had the game won. Like I know those penalties. And I know there was some things here and there. And I get it. Devontae Adams isn't even barely targeted in the second half because not put the ball in here. And and don't hey, remember what Carson did after the game, right? When they asked him that very question, what did he say? He said, You have to ask Josh that question. He called the plays and we do the best we can to highly execute the play. <laughs> Good for you, Carr. You're calling him out because it's not on you. You're told to hand the ball off all second half. And play conservative, play not to win. That's exactly what we did. And what happens when you play not to win? You lose. I have nothing really else to say. It, it is unacceptable, pathetic, and sickening. And the Raider Nation deserves better. We, need, we deserve answers, and we deserve better. Things better change next year real quick, guys, real quick. Hurting, hurting big time. I know we all are. Love this team. Can't stand where we're at right now, though. All right, guys, listen. Later, Greg. Thank you, man. God bless you for going through this. Looking forward to your show, buddy, as always. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Raider Nation. All right, guys. Have a good one. I love it. I love the description of the the implosion of our team, the description of the lack of leadership and coaching, the poor choices. I mean, <laughs> you know, you could throw this up to the Raider Nation on a poll and say, what do you think we should do? The Raider Nation would be able to coach this team into victory, I can tell you right now, way more than the buffoons running it. I don't know why it's doing this. I don't know what the reason is. But, uh, yeah, Mark Davis with his 20-year-old girlfriend must be having a good time because he's certainly not paying attention to what's happening to his father's team because it's certainly not Mark's team. Um, or is it? Who knows? It's a stinker of a organization, and it starts at the top. Appreciate the call always, brother. And last but never least, Matty Raider out of Albany, New York. Great Raider fan. I love his takes. What's up, brother? Well, boys, this one really hurts. Didn't think I'd say that after some of the heartbreaking losses we've had this year. It's Matty Raider, Albany, New York, calling after the Rams debacle. Well, we find new ways to lose. I guess that's what bad teams do. I didn't necessarily think we're a bad team. We've been on a roll, but this loss was just gut-wrenching. How do you let a team go 98 yards with no timeouts? After that, magnificent punt by Cole, too. But we find new ways to lose. Baker Mayfield. Not even two days in a Rams uniform beats us. But I'll tell you this, though. NFL, referees, something fishy going on where these games are going down to the last drive of the game, man. Not even to mention Mad Max is being held all the time right in front of the referee. Apparently, he can't see that, though. But we can all see it. Other fans of other football teams can see it because my buddies tell me that. But... Can't blame it on the refs, man. We had our opportunities to win. Could have been six and seven too. Now we're five and eight. It just pisses me off with the talent on this team. But look no further than what we've been saying all year. Coaching. Thought McDaniels would learn from his mistakes. Bunch of boneheaded mistakes he meant he made, excuse me, but you know who I cannot stand? 
Patrick Graham. Dude, this guy is trash. He's a trash coach. There is no way that that team, the depleted-ass Rams, can go down the whole length of the field on our defense. I I just – I can't stand – I can't stand watching our team collapse on the defensive side all the time. It's just – why does this guy have a job? I woke up this morning after the game, and I'm like, please let Patrick Graham be fired. Well, now it's Friday afternoon. He's still our defensive coordinator. He has got to go. Greg, Randy, appreciate you guys. All right, till next week, we need a long break, dude. I need a break from this team. I think that was the best comment of the day. I think I need a break from this team. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Mad Max was held all the game. He's held every game, but he was certainly held in this game and Man, they're going to call ticky-tacky fouls on the on us and then not call holding. Um yeah, this is a very fishy game in all kinds of ways. Um yeah, I'm I'm looking at this game with a side eye for sure. Uh Patrick Graham should have been fired. He should be fired. I don't know what this coaching staff or especially the general manager what is up with him? He's not a general manager. He's a general buffoon uh, that's watching over the, the the joke that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, just a complete failure by everybody, inclu- excluding the team. Team's playing. We've seen them play hard. Give them the right things to do, and they do it. You know, come on, man. We know what's up in this in this game and our team. Uh, we, no one has to tell us whether it's the players or the coaching. We know what it is. You know, we know what it is. And so that being so obvious, man, if they don't do nothing about it, I'll say it again before the end of this show. Don't buy Raider gear. Don't spend your money and give it to Mark Davis. Don't do it. That's the only protest you have as a fan to the buffoonery and idiocy that is Mark Davis. That's the only way you're going to get to him. The only way. You can't call him. You can't email him. You can't text him. You know, there used to be a place on the old website when they were here in California, in Oakland, where you could send your comment. You could send your comment. I used to send my comments all the time. This is what I think. This is how I feel. At least there was a place you could send something. You don't even have that anymore. They don't want to hear from you. All they want is your money. And if I were you, I wouldn't spend my money on it. So um, don't waste your money. Do not waste it here. Uh, I wouldn't waste it until they started to get it together and hire someone who knew what they were doing and actually put this team on a winning pace uh, because our coaching just stinks all the way around on that note this is our team this is the rest of the season see what happens i sure hope and pray that they leave this whole staff somewhere uh one game at the airport just don't even get them on the plane leave them there find your own way home that would be my joyful uh, news to uh to say 
But other than that, let's just keep getting beat up by mainstream media. Uh, Baker Mayfield making his victory tour uh, Saturday, doing his victory tour, and every other buffoon that we've lost to. I hope McDaniels, uh, this shameful person that he is, just I hope the shame just eats him up. It's important. And maybe in this next game, him and Bella Cheat can get together and arrange a homecoming for him to go back to New England where he belongs. And that would be the best thing that could come out of this next game. I am Raider Greg. I want to wish everybody a very happy holiday. I know Christmas is coming up. Jesus Christ's birthday. So happy for that. That's certainly a way and something to celebrate. For he is the Savior of all men. And he's certainly my Savior and my King. I appreciate the Raider Nation very much. Be good humans. I am Raider Craig. And I am out.